My name is Jill Phillips and I'm the creator of Who's Shoes, a popular approach to co-production. I was named as an HSJ100 wildcard and want to help give a voice to others talking about their ideas and experiences. I'll be chatting with people from all sorts of different perspectives, walking in their shoes. If you are interested in the future of healthcare and like to hear what other people think, or perhaps even contribute at some point, Whose Shoes Wildcard is for you. Hello and welcome to another Wildcard Whose Shoes podcast. Now, as many of you will know, we do a lot of Whose Shoes work around improving maternity experience. Just check out the powerful MatX hashtag, which has been rocking it since 2014. One of the major projects that we did was called Nobody's Patient. Now, the clue's in the name, really, isn't it? Looking at specific groups of women and families who all too often fall between gaps in services. One of the main areas that we explored in Nobody's Patient was the interface between maternity and neonatal care and how families experience this. Well, today I'm delighted to be talking to Amanda Pike and Claire Gartland from Lincolnshire, who are helping shape and design these services in a truly innovative way. Learning from parents is always vitally important, so why not bring maternity and neonatal voices together? Lincolnshire were the first people to do this, and Claire and Sue Jarvis, who unfortunately can't be with us today, were at the helm. And Amanda has been a powerhouse in taking it all forward, building, making sure that parents' voices are at the centre of everything. I originally linked with Sue Jarvis through a fantastic Who's Shoes event that we did together in Lincolnshire, but that's another story. And as well as their maternity and neonatal voices partnership, I'm hoping Amanda and Claire will tell us about the innovation that they're also leading, setting up the first military maternity voices partnership in the country, listening to military families and the specific challenges that they face. Amanda and Claire also bring together that wonderful partnership of lived experience and learnt experience, parents and professionals working together in a really positive way. So welcome, Amanda and Claire. Can you tell us a bit more about yourselves and this extraordinary work in Lincolnshire? I think you're going to start, are you, Claire? Yeah. Hi there. Hi, I'm Claire. I'm a nurse. I I started off as a paediatric nurse and a neonatal nurse. And currently I'm working with Better Births, which is now Maternity and Neonatal Transformation, quite a big title. And I'm the neonatal project lead across Lincolnshire, across the whole system of Lincolnshire, looking at that neonatal pathway and making sure that their parents have the best experience and a safe experience. So throughout my career, I've been really passionate in that parent voice, even when I was a paediatric nurse and listening to that parent voice, working with parents. And... When I came into the role, I knew immediately that we had to get those neonatal families on board if we were going to shape our neonatal journey. So together with my partner, Sue Jarvis, who we work very closely together, we felt that we needed a neonatal voice and we felt that it needed to be within a structure 
through a maternity voice partnership structure so that voice could be heard. And I know it's nothing new listening to parent voices, but we've really structured it in Lincolnshire. So that voice is heard and any concerns or experiences they want to share, we can listen and escalate where we need to so that action can be taken. So we started out by having listening clinics in Lincolnshire and we did these in children's centres. We invited neonatal families to share their experiences and we got a really good group of parents that came, shared their stories and we knew that the neonatal journey can be really traumatic. And in Lincolnshire, it's a huge rural community. Some of those neonatal babies may need transferring out of the county. So what we were hearing was their journey wasn't seamless. And being transferred to another unit brings a whole load of traumatic experiences for families. Their babies can be quite poorly and they're a long way away. So we listened to families and we recruited neonatal voices to be the voice for the neonatal pathway. We developed a neonatal workstream meeting, which they attended, and they linked with all the stakeholders. That's the teams involved, the professionals, the charities, the organisations in Lincoln together discuss neonatal care and the neonatal voices were integral to this meeting. So they shaped the pathway. So now we have, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, but it's quite a seamless pathway for neonates in Lincolnshire. And those voices, those neonatal families are at the heart of it. Some of the work that they've been involved in is co-producing, real co-production, any new projects, new developments, they're at the heart of it. For example, they attend meetings within the hospital and maternity unit discussing preterm care. They've been the voice for those preterm babies. They've attended regional meetings as parent representatives from Lincolnshire to shape those preterm pathways. They've also spoke at conferences regionally and nationally about their experiences to professionals. And we know that when we hear the parent voice, it's very powerful. So they are passionate as well, these neonatal families. They've been through traumatic journey and they want to give a bit back and they want to help make it better for other families. So we know that as you parents and families become involved, there'll come a time when they will probably go back to work. So they might not be there for long. So we're always recruiting new voices and new experiences and current experiences. And I think that's the hardest part of it is recruitment. And Amanda will probably say that. So Amanda 
our maternity voice chairs being key to our neonatal voices. They fall under the umbrella of the maternity voice partnership. So as I said previously, it's very structured and they're a key element and link into the partnership. We did at one point have eight voices and they chose their remit. One of them had a baby that was a 25 weeker and she had been transferred out. And so she would attend the preterm birth meetings. Another neonatal voice was very interested in improving breastfeeding. So she had an interest in that. Another voice was a voice within the neonatal national audit program. And we have Amanda who links with the regional parent advisory group meeting and brings the voice from Lincolnshire up to the region. So it's very structured, but it's also very informal. I mean, there are a few examples where we felt it's worked quite well. Obviously, with the big social media presence, our neonatal voices are on different social media groups and they pick up neonatal families. And as part of the maternity and neonatal transformation, they can identify families that need support. We did have one family in Singapore that had reached out. They were on holiday, had a very premature baby, reached out to the neonatal voice uh, through social media, asking for support with repatriation and signposting. So together, because it is in collaboration, you know, ourselves working for the transformation team and those neonatal voices, together we were able to signpost them to local services available. We made sure that their journey back was seamless. We made sure that they had the right appointments with the consultants and they knew how to get there and it was things like they didn't even have a GP back home. So it's identifying GPs so that when they came home, everything was in place. So it's reaching out to families as well, which these voices do. And social media is a huge, huge forum that they have for these neonatal families. Other things that some of the concern we started in 2018 with the neonatal voice was they'd be within a neonatal unit, get discharged, um, the door shut, they can't get back in, they go home and that's where a lot of the time it hits them. And in Lincolnshire, it was that signpost and those services for neonatal families that we've developed now working with all our partners, our health visitors, children's centres, we have little link health visitors. We have a fab worker, a family and baby worker within the children's centres that signpost these families now. And we work together. And it's the voices that are telling us what to do. We also obviously have the national asks that we need to fulfil and the voices are aware of those. But they're helping us shape that pathway and working in collaboration with all the professionals within the system and sitting around the table together, whether it be on teams, we all join together with the voices and the partners throughout the system, the perinatal mental health team we work very closely with. 
and all of them are aware who the voices are. They link very closely with Amanda and Amanda will then help support those neonatal voices. So at the moment we're trying to recruit, <laughs> aren't we, Amanda? We are indeed, always. <laughs> All the time, always recruiting. And we have got a few more neonatal voices on board who are very keen to help. And one of them is going to be involved in the military project as well. That's an amazing beginning. And I can just feel there are so many different podcasts that could kind of spin off from here. And we've got, you know, what it's like to have a premature baby abroad and how you can help from back home and the role of social media and so on. So that's amazing. The whole issue of going back home after being on a neonatal unit and the work that we're doing with Who's Shoes Around Family Integrated Care. So hopefully that will be a direction we can touch upon. I, I love the idea of the individual voices and tapping into people's individual passions. Somebody, it's breastfeeding. We've had that through maternity experience with Helen Calvert, a mum in, in Manchester, and the extraordinary influence that she's had. And then the whole question of how perinatal mental health fits through all these experiences and the trauma that you mentioned. So thanks for a fantastic introduction, Claire. And I could see Amanda nodding along. In particular, I loved it when you nodded when Claire mentioned the word seamless because seamless compared with nobody's patient, that's what we're looking for, isn't it? So over to you, Amanda. And thanks for having us today. It's it's really oh. lovely to get to talk about the things that we're really passionate about and that are working really well here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Amanda Pike. I'm the chair for the Maternity Voice Partnership in Lincolnshire, but I also oversee the neonatal voices and our new military voices. But just as a side note to everything, what I am really chuffed about the way we work in Lincolnshire and this is as a non-clinician. So my background is that I, I was long haul cabin crew in charge of very big aircraft for 17 years. And then I had my children and didn't want to leave them anymore. But I actually had a really varied experience during the late loss of a baby. I had a traumatic birth in another county, but then a really healing experience, really healing. So I saw the importance of how a positive outcome can impact a family and an individual. So I'm really passionate about patient experience, patient voice. And what's lovely as a non-clinician is the fact that in Lincolnshire, I can hand on heart say that that is at the forefront of the agenda here. And it's just heartwarming that patients are viewed as such an integral part of everything that's being created or worked on here. So what's wonderful is just being a part of that and seeing it evolve. So I came into post in 2019 and the neonatal voices were already established. The amazing work had already been put in and I just slotted in and have just tried to keep the cogs moving, as it were, because it was during the pandemic when I came into post. So it was really tricky, but that didn't stop us. We still continued to have our meetings, be that online or not, <laughs> as the case was mm. at that point. And just feed into how everything was working. And as Claire pointed out, I don't think that neonatals were considered to the level that 
they are within Lincolnshire in other areas. So I had a lot to learn, although I had a baby that was on a neonatal unit. It is a very different experience and those families do have different considerations. So it's been a big learning curve for me, but a lovely one and heartwarming in the fact that these families have been identified and are so cared about. But I'd say that on the whole, all the work that the maternity and neonatal transformation team do in Lincolnshire is like that, no matter what they do. And so to slot in under that umbrella here with the Lincolnshire MVP is is great. It's wonderful to be a part of. And because of the way they work, that's how we identified the next group, which are military families here. So to be honest, that's why I was really keen to have this podcast, because I think there's something for me around putting Lincolnshire on the map, because I think sometimes, you know, you get certain trusts that are very well known and they do good stuff and they've got very good means of getting it out there. And the work that we're doing around family integrated care and so on. When I heard that you were the first people who'd linked up the maternity and neonatal voices as your partnership, I thought that's a story that needs to be told in a way because I know other people are doing that now. But if you were the first ones to do that, that is innovative, isn't it? And why not sing the praises of Lincolnshire? So that was the particular reason I've been nagging Sue Jarvis a little bit to try and set up this podcast and tell the story and that's what we're doing today so that's brilliant and then there's your military partnership now I didn't know anything about that when I started talking about let's have this podcast I didn't know about the military partnership and then you sent me that lovely animation wow that's amazing so Amanda tell us about that because you've been very much involved in that haven't you yes indeed I'm very proud so it's very new um Back in 2019, again, Sue Jarvis, our partner in crime, bless her, the project manager for the maternity and neonatal transformation team in Lincolnshire. We were hearing an increased amount of feedback where military communities were involved and some of it wasn't great. I'm actually a military dependent myself. My husband's in the RAF. And so I was able to see it from a perspective of actually a lived experience as well. So we managed to touch base with one of the RAF medical centres here. Oh, and the other people that alerted us to this demographic were the perinatal mental health team who were also noticing an increased amount of um, patients going through their service. So together, we realised that actually we'd not considered this group before. And having now introduced what I'm about to tell you about, it would seem that lots of people initially are quite surprised with the fact that we are needing to look at these groups. But through our findings, we're hopefully evidencing why. So I popped into a medical centre and I spoke to the practice manager there and explained the things that we were finding. And from that, the ball began rolling and we were having meetings and groups and listening events where we began to really engage with these families and listen to what they were experiencing. Because although we'd had feedback in, we didn't actually 
have a bespoke listening event of any kind until this moment. So we were hearing about feelings of isolation because often they don't live near any friends or family. And quite often they seem to be what we call posted, so moved very late into their pregnancy. And so if they live in a military quarter, for instance, they can't access services until they have a postcode, which they don't get until the day we call March in, which means that if, say, you're high risk, to get all your appointments made can be really scary and worrying. We heard about problems with men's mental health or the fact that sometimes when you're moved from county to county, you can't take your notes with you. There was an absolute amazing amount of different experiences that came out of this particular group. And when I say group, we cover serving personnel, their dependents, that's the official term, it's very archaic, their dependents, so that's their wives and partners and children, veterans, serving personnel, but also those that may be part of another military community in another country and are seconded into this country. And so whoever's using maternity and neonatal services, we cover, and that's for all services. So RAF, Army, Navy, Royal Marines. And together, we approached NHS England Armed Forces, and we had an idea of listing on a greater level to them, but also giving them some direct support in that we asked if they could support us to introduce a military care navigator and they very graciously and excitedly accepted our thoughts and our plans and ideas and got on board so Sue and I began this project and later down the line Claire's joined us now and we've very recently gone live so that may be why you've only just heard about it but it's a two-year pilot and we are very hopeful that once we can evidence the need and how well it's worked here with our data and our analytics because we've also got Lincoln University supporting us to gather this information we can evidence it and then fingers crossed we can get military care navigators rolled out countrywide who can then link together wow when people are moving from county to county they will have that ongoing support that's fantastic and so many different aspects it, it's interesting actually because it was something I'd never thought about until we did our third major Who's Shoes Maternity project which was Mind and Body the perinatal mental health project and we worked with three regions so we worked with London and we worked with the West Midlands and we worked with the South West as you can imagine very different issues and the rural communities and the farming communities and so on came through particularly in the southwest but also parts of the west midlands in terms of perhaps worcestershire and shropshire and some of the more rural areas and in terms of all the different themes that we collected military families came through loud and clear then so that might be some connections that if you haven't got them already you could make and there was even talk about having a who's shoes workshop in a military barracks so we made sure that we included some scenarios around all these different topics in those 
perinatal mental health resources. So there will be some scenarios around military families. So to hear you talking now in far more depth about what that looks like and the type of families that you deal with. And the podcast series really is trying to highlight what I call lemon light bulbs. And immediately you're saying something like, until you've got a postcode, you can't fit into the system or you can't take your notes from one area to another. Now, those are the sort of things I really try and sort of poke at through who she is because they're not about the lack of staffing. They're not about money. They're about those things that, you know, the little things are the big things. Well, those are huge, aren't they? And patient safety. If you haven't got your notes and you haven't got somewhere that you can readily register at the right point in pregnancy and have, you know, they talk about continuity. Well, that's the opposite, isn't it? So well done you. <laughs> yeah, we're really proud, really proud to be a part of it. But we don't just cover pregnancy. So we go from conception to reception. So it's, it's just about helping these families access what everybody is entitled to and has a right and equitable service to. Um, I don't even know if that made sense then. <laughs> it did to me. <laughs> Good, brilliant. It's just a way of us all... <laughs> Because they're important and we want the best outcomes for families. And there, there has been some sad experiences that we've heard about. So if this can help, and already we are hearing great news. So when we initially told the world about this, I can't tell you the amount of messages, emails, absolutely skyrocketed through the roof. Everybody on board, excited for us, wanting more information, eager to perhaps start their own in other areas. It's just been brilliant. And, you know, to, to think that this all came about just by listening. Yeah. It's, it's just so simple. It's as simple as that, yeah. Yeah, so you've been genuinely listening to families in Lincolnshire. And what I love is when things come about that perhaps the organisers, if you like, at the beginning, it wasn't on their radar. But because of true co-production, the true issues come forward. Now, I'm incredibly, and this is relevant to this in terms of neonatal care, I'm incredibly proud that I think the biggest outcome ever, and probably always will be from Who's Shoes workshops, happened in Liverpool, where a paediatrician a paediatric surgeon called Joanne Minford who is amazing listened to Helen Calvert who was the mum that introduced her to the concept of whose shoes and true co-production and they used whose shoes across Alderhay and Liverpool Women's Hospital so again trying to bridge that gap I guess between maternity and, and neonatal paediatric care and I've just seen yesterday the video of the artist's impression of the new surgical neonatal unit that's being built at Alderhay in Liverpool and Joanne says that's as a result of basically the the co-production that they did through Who's Shoes and they didn't see that as an outcome at the beginning it wasn't like we need to do something to come up with this you know a business plan about a new unit it was what naturally evolved through just listening like you said talking to people and listening and I love the way that they use the visual records from the workshops that they did and the quote that I love from Joanne was that when they started to argue inevitably about I think this and I think that they'd all agreed that they'd go back to those records of the co-production conversation and say well actually that's what we said that's what we as a group said everybody and that's what we must stick to you know 
So co-production and listening is is very underestimated, I think, but it's coming to the fore, genuinely. It is. It, It really and truly is. And something else that I think would be important for me to just talk a little bit about as well is the fact that it's not just that we are touching base with these families on a one-to-one basis we take what we are hearing to a higher level so in Lincolnshire we also have as part of the governance process within our ICB is obviously our LMNS and underneath those we have jargon buster oh crikey you're right (laughs) good well spotted sorry so our local maternity and neonatal program uh, no, board, LMNS, system. <laughs> See how confusing it is? Yeah, I'm a yeah. bit naughty here, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I should know by now. It's really difficult. What we say is we've got a local maternity and neonatal system. So that's all the partners across Lincolnshire should be talking to each other and listening to families. So it's local and what matters in Lincolnshire might not fit Nottingham, Leicester, wherever, but what matters in Lincolnshire. So that local maternity and neonatal system has a board that everyone, we can escalate anything to. And then higher up is the board for the whole system of Lincoln, not just the maternity, the whole, and we can escalate up to the senior team governing the whole system from Lincolnshire. So we have a process where we can escalate that parent voice so we can escalate it to the local maternity system and then through to the board and then nationally if we need to. But there is a process so we are thinking of Lincolnshire whenever we do anything. Yes. Yeah. And we link closely, very closely with the neonatal network, our regional neonatal network. So that's East Midlands. So we link very closely with them and Amanda attends their meetings as well. Yeah. So they are a really good support for us. Mm-hmm. And we can say, well, it's not quite right for Lincolnshire. We need this. We need that. So it works well. It's lovely. And we get to celebrate the good things that we're able to showcase to everybody via that way. But what I was going to say is that also we have an involvement group. So that's a subgroup of our local maternity and neonatal system. There's four of them. And one of them is called involvement. And that is where different communities that touch base with lots of different families that use maternity and neonatal systems bring back their feedback into that group and together we look at it and we see if there's anything that we need to concentrate on or we'd like to celebrate or hear more about and that feeds in to the system at a governance level really so it's a real way of not just listening but it's the what ifs and and the what shall we do what can we do or what are we doing wonderfully or what's working wonderfully and sharing it that's it exactly and I love the way you've described them I think it's important I mean obviously Hoosh is a very informal slightly wacky kind of approach but we need the formal structures as well and I think you've described really well how the informality and the formality comes together in terms of systems and I also loved it 
I think you probably underestimate in a way, you know, you're talking about the military voices, partnerships and so on. And I'm sure sitting behind that is a whole extra, extra world of friendships and relationships that come together that you've enabled informally without having to call it a peer support group or whatever. You've brought people together and talking about relationships. I mean, I know you do a lot of quite innovative stuff with social media as well. What can you tell us about that? We're really lucky that we've got some wonderful followers and because we link so well within the system, other providers help share what we're working on and we do Facebook Lives where we have amazing figures. I think it was from April 20 to April 21 and had something like 74,000 views collectively on our Facebook Lives and to think that's just in Lincolnshire, we're doing all right. But we cover an absolute array of topics. We make sure we're covering anything that is on the national agendas or locally that we're working on. We obviously collaborate very closely with Better Birth. So it could be something as simple as we're talking about the mum and baby app that we have here, which has loads of local information that is bespoke to Lincolnshire and covers well, any topic you can think about to do with babies and pregnancy. But it could be that we've like recently we did a Facebook Live where we introduced our new military care navigator, Dave, and our new military MVP lead, Susie. And we talked about the work, how you can touch base with them and just gave a bit of information on what their plans are. And it's just a really useful way of engaging with these families to it's a bit like advertising, really but to get us known a little bit better. But when we do other Facebook Lives, it could be that we are doing them with midwives. I've done tons with midwives. And yeah. we'll, we might talk about, I don't know, infant feeding or pelvic health or mental health. And they're really well thought of. And the service users, we have fantastic feedback about them. And in fact, talking about feedback... Only yesterday I was speaking to the new military care navigator who has five people on his books now. He met his first in-person family. And he's only been going a couple of weeks on the neonatal unit at, I think it was Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. And this family were relieved to see him. They gave such lovely feedback. And overall, what we're already hearing is that families are grateful that this project has been implemented and they can see the worth in it. I mean, we've had people crying, talking to us about how lovely they can see it being and wishing that it was in place when they were expecting babies. I can believe that, yeah. Yeah. And now you're on the podcast. That's it. Spreading the word. I'll make sure that I include all the relevant links in the podcast notes. But please don't be shy. I think this is quite a special story. So, you know, I hope lots of people are going to be listening and share it widely. Very grateful. Let's let's hear what you're doing in in Lincolnshire. I think we need a hashtag put Lincolnshire on the map. Sure, you're already on the map. But (laughs) fly that little flag for us. And something else that I feel like, again, as an outside looking in, is is really special. Is the fact that Claire's been quite shy in in explaining the fact that she was the first neonatal transformation lead in the country and was for a few years. So it's one of the reasons I feel like a lot of this neonatal, what's the word, you know, trailblazing work has come about is because she's been able to 
concentrate and really hone in on on the innates. I'll let I'll let you explain a bit more. <laughs> Sorry, put you in oh, it. No. Oh no, put me on the spot. No, I, I think I've been very privileged to have that position. So I work within the system for maternity transformation as neonatal lead. And when I first started, there weren't any that I could link with. So I think there are more and more coming now. So we are getting a little network of neonatal leads for the local maternities and neonatal systems. And we are meeting now. But if there are any other neonatal leads out there working for the maternity and neonatal transformation team i'd love you to get in touch well thanks thanks both of you and thanks for flagging that up amanda because i think we need to hear about the unsung heroes yeah and of course sue jarvis who's the one that's brought us together really yeah we do need to acknowledge sue jarvis and all her work she's done across lincolnshire for maternity and neonatal transformation and I think she would have loved to have been here today, but couldn't make it. So Yeah, she's a mover and shaker, isn't she? So. Yeah. She We're really very, is. And very, she really cares. So yeah. what more can we want? It's yeah. brilliant. And we're proud to work with her, aren't we? Amanda? Very much so, yes. Well, I know when we did the Who She Is workshop in Lincolnshire, she was the one that pulled it all together and, you know, very much a sort of humble yeah. mover and shaker. And I love she those is. people. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And, and I think one for you to watch from my point of view. So I'm really thrilled about this. So we've got some funding from the Q community, so quality improvement community. And that's around developing some digital resources for who shoes specifically around family integrated care in neonatal units. So we're going to be looking for it's got some audios within it. So different voices. Let's have something perhaps about military communities. And let's come to you for that. Shout, we're always happy to help. So I'll keep you posted about that. And, you know, I think that's where these networks come from. And also perhaps to link you with the people in the Southwest, the Zamremmers and various people that I've worked really closely with in the Southwest around what they've done around military communities. And this idea of having a whose shoes in a military barracks, who knows, that might happen one day. Well, I've loved this conversation. I think what you're doing in Lincolnshire, I mean, it genuinely sounds to me like true co-production. You're involving people right the way through and you're discovering what it is that's important to them rather than just inviting them in to comment on what you think is a good idea. Okay, well, thank you very much. It's been brilliant talking to you. And I think Who's Shoes and the podcast all around connections. And I think some new connections will come as a result of this. So thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. And here's my favourite outtake right at the beginning. No one can say these podcasts aren't authentic. Okay, so now we're recording. Okay, so now there's some background noise there. Just I hadn't heard any until then. Is it? It's an RAF chat. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If so, Please subscribe now to hear more of these fascinating conversations on your favourite podcast platform. And please leave a review. I tweet as Who's Shoes. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And let's hope that together we can make a difference. <laughs>